Thanks for listening to Hanging With The Sultanas Podcast Good mama and dada This will pass me Gracias, Ariela. Familia, if you stop and think about your past, wouldn't you agree that so many of our breakthroughs in life have come as we felt like we were about to break down? I totally agree with you, babe. But you know what? Those breakthroughs would have never happened if you would have given up during that moment that you felt like breaking down. Mm. And on today's episode, you will hear an inspiring story of our good friend, Dan Green at NYC, who's now the producer of one of the most influential hip hop radio shows in the nation. What? The Breakfast Club. Wait to hear his story coming up next. Before we continue, I'd like to thank God for giving us another opportunity to hang out with you. My name is Edgar, a.k.a. Shaboy, and this is my wonderful wife, Janet. Hola, hola. And this is our good friend out of NYC, Mr. Dan Green himself. What up, Dan? Woo-hoo. How's it going, guys? Feels so <laughs> good <laughs> to be miss reunited. Miss you so much. Yes, we miss you too, bro. I gotta tell the world that, that Dan uh-huh. was the very first person to find out we were pregnant. Yes, you're right, <laughs> that's man. how special you are <laughs> that was such an honor i was oh my goodness i felt incredible when you asked me to do that <laughs> because we asked him to take pictures of us right to and, do the announcement but yes. what did what did what did edgar tell you dan you were like just gonna take us to the other side of the bridge <laughs> for Brooklyn. a photo shoot yeah. did yeah. you tell him it was for a photo shoot i don't remember the details no. i don't know what moment we told you you were actually going to be a photographer for our announcement <laughs> i think we revealed like our sweaters we like unzipped our sweaters yeah. and it was like mama to be or like mama bear, dada bear i don't even remember what it was but he was like what <laughs> so thank you for being a part of that no thank you i don't remember what the shirt said but i remember um shaboy was just like asking me to come help him and you know at the time we were just like doing whatever like i was just like <laughs> okay whatever fine i'll do it and then you're just like here just carry this and we went to the what was it the brooklyn bridge yeah brooklyn bridge park yeah. right right and then when you guys from the... it, i was like oh and then i had to hide it from Kristen and Madge. So. yeah whoops sorry guys <laughs> yeah 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 nobody else knew you're right babe yeah we were like don't say anything that's how close dan is to us and uh i can't wait for you to share your story with our listeners dan yeah thank you for hanging out with us dan yeah, we man. miss you appreciate it so much appreciate you uh so a little bit of context we met Dan in New York when I was there working for the radio show and doing the morning show on Amp Radio in New York. And he's one of the three or four guys that we chose to be on our morning show street team because we saw his passion, his ganas, his hunger. They were for, down for, for whatever. More, yes. Right. And they were down for whatever. They were like, <laughs> you know, our stunt dudes. I remember one time Dan and LP, uh, you guys uh, dressed up in like diapers for Gabriel Iglesias <laughs> and danced for him. You shaved your heads for Ludacris. Made some like cool voting stuff. signs for Selena Gomez. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys were always down, like you said, Dan. But um, that's where we met. And then there came a point where, you know, LP got his opportunity to go to Miami 
and do a radio show. Then uh, Cello, who was one of the other guys that we love and we appreciate, um, he got an opportunity to work in music for Jesse Reyes, who's an amazing, amazing female artist, Latina, out of Canada, Colombiana. And he started crushing it in that. And then Ortiz, which was another guy in our promotions team, he went on and I believe he started working for TMZ at first, right, Dan? Correct. Something like that? Yes. So yes. everybody kind of moved on from that little group. And then it was Dan that stayed with us the longest mm -hmm. on the morning show. And I know Dan wanted more. He wanted an opportunity to be a producer and not just a street team person. And he wanted to learn always. And he would stay after. And he started helping me produce a show that I was doing for Dallas as well at the time. And he was producing that and editing and grabbing content. Then he started helping Nina, my co-host, produce her midday show. And he was always wanting more and wanting more. Dan, tell me from your perspective, bro, today, you know, as we're talking about maybe somebody that's listening right now, they're about to break down or they feel like they're breaking down, man. They're about to give up on their vision, on their dream. You know, if they could hold on a little bit longer and their breakthroughs just around the corner, just like you, man, I remember you coming into studio and us having these heart to heart conversations. And here's this like early twenties, tall, white dude, mm -hmm. Jewish guy, super nice, super humble, dope out of Jersey, yeah. humble, hardworking. And he just break down crying. That's yeah. real. And just, I remember those moments, you and I in the studio, Dan, you're saying like, I don't know how much longer I can do this, man. I barely have enough money t for transportation to get here. My mom is on my ass about like me doing something with my life. I mean, NYC is expensive on its own. And then imagine like having to commute and. Yeah. And he's living in Jersey. I think you're in your mom's basement at the time. Yeah. Right, brother. Yeah. Yeah. So give me a little bit of context. When you started seeing your friends and your peers kind of moving on in their careers and you're staying with us. Take us through that moment. I mean, by no means was it bad being around you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we had um, fun. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. But um, honestly, I mean, as, as proud as I was of Al and Cello and Ortiz, like I genuinely am to this day, like so beyond proud of every single move that we all make because I genuinely love these guys. But at mm -hmm. the end of the day, like it did, it was like I would go home and I'd be like, but what about me? Right. Like I'm putting in this work, I'm putting in these hours. And the frustrating part was that I knew that the experience was so real. I knew that everything I was learning underneath you and Nina and Madge and Kristen and Jess was so tangible. It was something that I can legitimately take with myself and be like, I can now move on. I can now make that next step. And I know that next step would be drastic, but it just felt like that next step was just so far away. I'm walking up this endless flight of steps. Yeah, there was multiple times I came to you and absolutely lost it. Um, I mean, my dad also. That was another very special moment. But, you know, that's a whole other story. Yeah, no, anyway, your, your, your um, dad uh, was diagnosed. Yes. With cancer with, at the um, time. Bladder cancer, yes. And I remember coming to you and, you brought us all together in prayer and that was beyond special. But again, totally another story. Um, to piggyback off when you were talking about like, you know, the relationship I had with my mom, you know, by no means was it a toxic and bad relationship, you know, to this day, we're super close. But I can understand from the motherly perspective that she wanted more from me. You know, I was making $10 an hour. I was making like 300 bucks a week, if that. Mm. Um, in New York City, man. In New York City, yeah. That's and Because nothing, the tough yeah. part was I was only able to clock x amount of hours to make sure i was still considered part-time meanwhile right. we're doing what 65 70 hours a week no comment 
<laughs> Jaboy, I, I voluntarily was like, no, I'm not clocking out at noon. No, like, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. No, listen, I wasn't your employer, so uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we but, were both, both uh, working for the same company, but no, you were there because you wanted to learn, and you, you didn't mind. You know what I'm saying? Because you knew that while you were waiting for your breakthrough, you were gonna prepare yourself the best so that when that opportunity came, you were ready, bro. You absolutely. know what I'm saying? Absolutely, and. You know, I don't know how much credit you really get for taking the time to actually help the people under you and listen and pay attention and show them because honestly, like, it's something that I have taken with me. Mm. Um, you know, like anytime I see someone young and hungry, I'm like, come on, how yeah. can I help? How mm. can I show you? And that's solely, not solely, but like, you inspired me to inspire the youth because you legitimately gave me not only your intelligence, but your time. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I'm forever Aww, grateful for. That's beautiful. Um, thank you. Brother. I appreciate that. And, and honestly, you know, I never saw you guys, I know it's just a figure of speech, right? But I never saw you guys um, under me in any way. I saw you guys as being beside me and going to war with me in those front lines and what you and, and Cello and Ortiz and LP were doing and, Madge and, Je and Jess and Nina and Chris, what we were all doing, bro, we all were having fun, but we had this passion for what we're doing. And it's the least I could do for you, right. man. But what would you say to somebody right now that whoever's closest to them in their life, it's not because they don't believe in them, and but maybe they don't understand their vision, right? Like your mom, she believed right. in you. She wanted something right. better for you. And she only wanted that because she knew your potential, right? But she's like, yo, my son is more than just... 10 bucks an hour, part-time mm -hmm. gig, barely making it. Right. At some but that's the thing. thing is that all she saw was my paycheck. She never really understood the fact that I was actually taking this real life experience and building quite a beautiful resume. Like you brought up your KVIL show. Um, Nina's. Wow. I forgot to. Yeah. Out in Sacramento. I'm so ashamed. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Out in Sacramento, the hip hop show. Like I knew that what I was doing was setting me up for some real life next steps and that was the struggle with my mom because i would come home and she would have like gone to tj maxx and she'd be like here's a new white shirt it'd be a white button down i'm like what's this for she's like an interview go on one and i'm like like you don't get it wow and like, and like no shade to my mom absolutely love it to death but right. she was in the restaurant industry her whole life and she was in the restaurant industry because at a young age she got stuck and i say i what i mean by that is at a young age she was making a decent amount of cash every single night, but you're gonna plateau at that profession. You're not gonna have this trajectory where you can continue on and, you know, make right. however much you desire to make for the rest of your life, you know? So that was something that I kind of resented towards her because it was just like, trust me, please mm -hmm. trust. Like, if you love me, trust me. Like, I'm telling you the next step is near. And not only is the next step near, but the next step is going to be drastic. Mm, that's like, awesome. I understand that where I am is a street teamer, but I'm not a street teamer. Like <laughs> I'm really an assistant. I'm really an assistant producer out here. I'm really producing some midday shows. Like this, like stuff is really happening. Like please trust me. And honestly, like it got to a point where we would come home and we would fight a lot. I mean, I guess what I would say to someone is like, as long as you know that within your heart you're like intentional about what you're doing and you're putting in that work and you know that the work that you're doing is actually making you better every single day, then like, don't let any outside noise distract you. Because even if it's your own mother, like it was, it never got 
bad between us, but we would we would butt heads every single day. I'd come home, she'd be like, "So you hear back from any applications, or you apply to any new jobs?" Or be like, "Did you did you look? Did you do this? Did you do that?" And it was just like, "No, I just came off a ten hour shift, and I did this, 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 and this." Yeah. Do you care to hear about that? Yeah. Or do you want to hear about the fact that I have a marketing interview down in Piscataway, New Jersey, that I have no interest in doing? <laughs> but I only did the uh, interview just to please her. Because, they offered me the job. Because you got me a said, white shirt at DJ Meg. Yeah. <laughs> and they offered me the job the next day. And I was like, no, I'm not taking it. Wow. Like, no, I'm not doing it. You said two things that are gems, Dan. One is you know, your mom at the time only saw your paycheck and your position at the time, right? It's a street teamer, somebody that puts banners up or puts stickers on cars or on the subway in New York or whatever it may be. But people can label you or just see you where you're at right now, but only you can see where you're going. You already had envisioned yourself beyond a street teamer. And there's nothing wrong with being a street teamer. There's nothing wrong with starting in any position. An incredible right? starting spot. Absolutely. Yep. But that's amazing that Dan was smart about that. You know, he was at a great position to be helping and partying and he didn't get distracted. Yeah. He was focused the whole time and he was mature about what he wanted and and look where he's at right now. Absolutely. But he could have easily gotten distracted with the, you know, partying life and everything that, you yes. know, you guys were a great team, like family. Yeah. And it was so much fun <laughs> from what I remember. Great points, babe. And the second thing that you mentioned, Dan, that I hope our listeners don't lose out on is no matter where you're at right now and how many people may be hating on your position or your dream or your vision, like you still got to be intentional about Mm. where you're going and what are you doing to get there? Because so many times we're like, yo, there's no opportunities opening up or there's nothing happening. And it's like, well, hold on. What are you doing to prepare yourself for that? What are you intentionally taking action on to make sure that when that opportunity comes, they're even going to look at you as mm-hmm. somebody like to be a serious contender. And you were so intentional that even though your homies were out and about and, and beyond and, and starting their careers and living their quote unquote dreams, jobs, if you will, you knew that you were still preparing yourself. And then that opportunity came. I remember this day you came to me and they're like, yo, man, there's an opportunity to be one of the producers at the Breakfast Club. Was this during the time that you were still in NYC, babe? Yeah, I was still in New York. We were still doing the morning show. Dan's still helping us out tremendously. And I got so happy for Dan. So it was a smooth transition for him. Selfishly, I was like (laughs) bummed because we're going to lose him. But at the same time, I know that we couldn't offer him a full-time position yet because we had majestic and also Kristen, who were doing amazing work i was like bro this is awesome and let me know more about that interview process and where you're at today coming yes, up next please All right, Dan. So you see the opportunity to apply for a job at the biggest, most influential hip hop morning show in the nation, the Breakfast Club out of New York. And what makes you think at that time I can get this job out of every other radio producer in the nation, in the world? I can get this. A white Jewish guy. 
<laughs> I know. Jersey, I love it. But he does have a sick sneaker collection. Oh my gosh! Thanks, Appreciate Dan. It. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. I think I'm a sneakerhead because of him. And <laughs> I like low key I, say it's for Edgar, but I love him. <laughs> it's great, and I love seeing you in your ones too. That's <laughs> all thanks to you, Majestic and Nico. Yeah, I appreciate seriously. you. Nico's anyway, more the Adidas, <laughs> but uh, you They're and more Majestic yeah. definitely yeah. the Jordans. So By the way, you. happy birthday, Majestic. Yay. Yes, today is his birthday. I just talked yes, to him. Yes, it is. Okay. The big 4-0, 40. Dang. Anyways. <laughs> Back to you, Dan. <laughs> so um, first things first, LinkedIn. If you're looking for a job, use LinkedIn. It is the new place. I highly recommend it. It is where I found the Breakfast Club. Hashtag not an ad. <laughs> no, not an ad at all, but it's great. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I applied to the Breakfast Club probably three weeks, four weeks, five weeks before I heard back from them. So when I got that call, I like it was out of sight, out of mind. I totally Ooh. forgot about it. And it was um, the program director's assistant that called me, you know, we want to interview you. I was like floored like so excited Ooh, so excited awesome. i did hide it from you guys until like the last day <laughs> payback like, oh, for hiding the baby <laughs> tomorrow guys i um have to take off <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean I, I i got the call and i'm not gonna disclose too much about the interview process but what i will say is that in the first round of interviews you know, when I was speaking to the former executive producer, he was asking me a bunch of questions about like editing and content and stuff like that. And this is all stuff that I learned under you, Nina, Madge and Kristen and credit to you and Madge specifically for the Vox Pro, which is an editing tool Mm. used in radio. And, you know, we're talking about content, we're talking about editing, we're talking about radio, we're talking about segments and ideas and all this stuff. And I remember like, it was all talk. So I look at him and like, can I show you i can edit Ooh, and that's a good tip as soon you know as soon as that happened it was like yeah like come on over so he pulls up some unedited stuff and right away just 100 miles an hour at, you nice. know all credit to shaboyan match oh, anyway that's, that's um, you for putting in the work putting in the hours man yeah. yes but like i said earlier you gave me your time and had you not given me your time, I would not have been able to understand and to be able to see how to work smarter and not harder. And I was half the time I was a fly on the wall. The other half of the time I was like, hey, give me 10 minutes. I got 30 questions for you. Um, <laughs> yes. We'll be sending you a bill soon. So just <laughs> Funny. Then I'm going to invoice you for the photography. We're even. We're even. All right. We're even. All right. All right. Then Dan's going to charge us for being on the podcast. So never mind. <laughs> hilarious i would never oh my gosh Um, so you showed up on the spot you're like i'm not just gonna tell you that i'm good at editing watch this let me show you you, please like it would it would be an honor i kind of went in thinking the odds were against me i knew that i had the the technical skill set but you know culturally i can understand that it could be potentially an issue so it was a process of interviews and you know actually i got the job job. dan what did you do when you got the job, how did you celebrate? Oh my god! Um, <laughs> first, my knees buckled. Literally, I like I fell to the ground and started crying. Like, oh. I was just beyond grateful. Like I remember, it was late at night. It was like nine nine thirty, and for us, us morning show people, that's late. Yeah, yeah um, that's crazy. My night's just about over. Were you at and your apartment? Where were you? No, I was at mom's house. Oh, I <gasps> apartments didn't exist at that time. I was still at mom's house. What did your mom say? Which was a privilege to, you know, be able to have. I can't undermine that at all. You know, coming home to a roof and a full fridge every day was Amen definitely a blessing. Yeah. 
how did my mom react? My mom came over to me all happy for me. I'm so proud of you. Young, yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, you gotta be kidding. Literally, I like looked at her and I didn't even want to hug her. I was like, how dare you all of a sudden be so proud? I was like, you're the one that's been trying to get me out of this industry for the last two years. Right. And, you know, obviously I had to say that just a quick, I told you so. <laughs> and then bring it in for the hug. Right. But then, you know, I immediately had to call my dad and tell him, and you know, we had to share that moment together because, you know, my parents are divorced. And something I didn't include earlier was that while my mom was pushing me out of the industry, my dad was really my num- like my biggest supporter when it came to being like, trust me, trust you, like, like, believe in yourself, you're doing it. It's there. It's it's an it's a hair away, like keep going. And that was something that was like really special between us. Mm. And, you know, to this day, he is my absolute biggest cheerleader. But he knows, right? He's, he's a survivor. He's a, just, he's a bladder he's cancer so survivor. Yeah. Glory to God. And he knows what it's like to receive those news of like, hey, you may be gone in a few months. Yes. And yeah. how to value life and opportunity and to live it to the fullest. And I feel like that's why he was instilling so much of that passion in you. Like, yo, man, go after what you really want. Like, yeah, you got this, you know, don't give up on yourself. And just like he didn't give up on himself. That's so special. You know, different battles, yeah. right? Diff- different things, yeah. but, but same principles. You feel me? Yeah. Wow. That's awesome, man. And so yeah. two years working with us, you finally get the big break, the breakthrough, mm-hmm. right? How close were you to ever giving up, Dan? Honestly, not that close. I was offered two desk jobs during the duration of my time as a street teamer that I denied both of them, um, both significantly more money. Um, (laughs) uh, And I also used to do like a couple of shifts here and there at the restaurant while I was a street teamer. That's right. Knowing I can just quit street team and make three, four or 500 cash every night at the restaurant. But that was also something that I didn't want to pursue. I love that you didn't settle for less. Mm -hmm. And I feel like so many times in our life, whether it be with a relationship in regards to a romantic relationship, right? Like a life partner or friendships or work for whatever the reason, sometimes we just settle for less because we don't want to deal with the BS or the drama. And in the long run, we end up regretting it and becoming bitter at ourselves and the people around us. And eventually it comes out. So I love the fact that you didn't settle for less. And for those of you that are listening right now, whatever area you're having that moment where you're about to potentially give up, where you feel like you're about to have a breakdown, just know that your breakthrough is just around the corner, but don't stand still and do nothing about it. Continue to be intentional. How can you prepare yourself for that opportunity? Whether it be in love, how can you prepare yourself to be the best possible partner for whoever your future wife or girlfriend or boyfriend or husband's going to be? Or at work, you know, whatever job you're going for. Preach. How can you be intentional of preparing yourself just like Dan did? And just to wrap it up, Dan, two of your favorite stories mm. working at the Breakfast Club. One uh, has to be a celebrity driven favorite story you had meeting a rapper, whoever came in that was celebrity or and number two, your favorite experience that you had with the actual cast. Right. So mm-hmm. DJ Envy, Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, two stories, okay, brother. OK, so I'll start with the cast because that one comes to mind quicker. <laughs> so it was when I first got the job, they sent us out to LA. We went with the talent. So me and another producer got hired at the same time. And they sent us out there uh, with the talent 
to broadcast a show out from LA together. And we all go to the airport together. The surrealness, it was in that moment. Cause I was probably working on the show for a couple of weeks at that time, but it was in that moment where I was like, this is real. Woo! Yeah. I got goosebumps. Yeah. Like, awesome. you know, I got all these heavy ass crappy duffel bags and Angela's got her Louis Vuitton, uh, what's it called? <laughs> Luggage and, you know, the, the surrealness <laughs> of this being my life now yeah. was a feeling that I can never recreate. Oh, I want to cry. That's so awesome. Um, so proud of you. Was, we are so proud of you. Bro. That was very cool. What about your favorite experience meeting a celebrity coming through? Because the Breakfast Club does tons of celebrity interviews. Yeah. I mean, you know, we had our legendary moments, whether it was Soldier Boy, um, Kodak Black was also like when we all wore the face masks, that was hysterical. But the ones that stand out to me the most are the people that when they walk in this room, they bring in this aura mm. where just everything is different. The vibe of the room changes, the way people stand and the way people project themselves is wow. different. Like it, Will Smith, Dave Chappelle, Jennifer Lewis. Ava DuVernay, Issa Rae, certain people, when they walk in the room, it's just like, it's, it's special. They bring this very inspiring aura into mm. the room where, and they're also all so nice, which is, it's funny how the biggest stars are the nicest ones and yeah. the ones that are on the come up are the jerks. But, <laughs> um, facts, yeah. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing with us, Dan. Yeah, we miss you. Course. We love you. I am so proud of you. And I just pray that God continues to guide you, protect you. And, and may he just fulfill all your dreams. And I know he will. Yeah. Thank you so much. And side note, uh, Dan has moved out of his mom's basement in Jersey. Yes. And now he's in an apartment in the Fidei, babe, Ooh. where we used to live. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, I'm actually awesome. like 10 seconds from your old apartment. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Not even kidding, yeah. And Congratulations. Like 20 seconds away from where Ariela was born, the one that you took a picture of <laughs> yes. in Janet's belly. Actually, it is, yes. That's <laughs> Presbyterian. Awesome. Congratulations, Dan. Love That's it. Awesome. And one last thing, bro. Um, are you still calling your mom by her first name? Yes. <laughs> Can you please stop that? I told you that from day one. She stops responding to my mom, 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 Sharon. What? Well, that's your name. I guess that's what we're doing now. I remember one of that's the first funny. times that dad was venting about, about that's stuff. That's a great he's story. Like, he's like, I'm just having such a difficult day. Sharon is just acting up. She's on Who's my Sharon? ass. And I'm like, Sharon, is this his new girlfriend? I don't know. He's like, yeah, Sharon, I just can't handle her anymore. I'm like, who's Sharon? He's like, it's my mom. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> That's like, hilarious. Please, please call her mom. Aww. Anyways, tell Sharon, aka your mom, that we said hello and your dad as well. And uh, I'm glad your dad is doing well. God bless. Thank you. Yes, he is. Uh, where God can bless. our listeners follow you and check you out at and have any, if they have any other questions or want to connect yeah, with you? Yeah, for sure. Dad? Really just Instagram at D, the number seven green, G-R-E-E-N-E. There it is. D, the number seven green. Love you, bro. Love you too. Real quick, if I can say one last thing. Yeah, of course. I, I love you guys both so much. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for everything. Seriously, from the bottom of my heart, the two of you are a legitimate model for what I aspire, my relationship, marriage, and future with uh, the mother of my children to be. Like literally the model. And that's all I have to say about that. I am so thankful to have you guys in my life. And I appreciate you. I love Aww. you guys both so much. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan. I, I know that you're 
in a happy relationship right now and we wish you all the best and anything we can do to ever help we are an imperfect model <laughs> but a model that is always seeking and trying to be better for each other for our daughters and our friends and those around us and being honest about our shortcomings and then talking about those lessons so that other right. people hopefully don't make the same mistakes you know yeah. so we appreciate you bro we love your humility that you still have yeah. and the gratitude dan you don't understand the reason why we all wanted to help you so much is because how grateful you've always been mm. in the littlest things, brother. You want to cry, baby? And you have, and don't lose that. And you haven't lost that, man. No, no, no. I just Aww. get I, honestly. Sometimes social media has it all twisted for the younger generation that you got to hype yourself up and you got to pretend you're this and you got to fake it till you make it. But in reality, humility and gratitude will get you so much further without pissing off. 80% of the world <laughs> people will go above and beyond for you. If you show gratitude and humility, mm. that doesn't mean don't believe in yourself and be confident by all means do it. But there's a difference between being a dick about it mm. or being humble and grateful about it. So what Dan has is Godfidence. Godfidence, babe. Mm. Confidence wow, in the God given gifts that yeah. he has. Love that. Doesn't get any better than that. Wifey. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Love you, Dan. Love you. Chuku, chuku. <laughs> Love you, Love you, Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you so much. Can't wait to see you. Such Love a blessing. Can't wait. Yeah, that's going to be fun. <laughs> later, Dad. I'll call you later, Hilarious. bro. Love Thank you. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Love you. That was so much fun. I enjoyed talking to Dan. So uh, proud of him. I really love reconnecting with people that we met only six years ago, but they've come so far, babe. I know. And that's they've awesome. had so many awesome breakthroughs. And uh, we just want to encourage you to continue having breakthroughs and God has plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but to give you hope, hope. and a future. Cheleganas, thank you so much for the reviews on Apple Podcasts, your comments, sharing on social media. It helps us out tremendously. If you want to connect with us on social media, got any questions or anything like that, hit us up on the gram, Facebook, Twitter. Hashtag Los Otelos or losotelos.com. Que me los bendiga. Remember to love, serve, and celebrate each other. Animo. Thanks for listening to Hanging With Los Otelos Podcast. It's a fast day over. 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 It